Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Matthew Bivens, your Balanced Lifestyle Coach, and this is the place you want to tune into every single week to learn how to have it all. ALL, Abundant Loving Life. That's what we're all about here on this show. And if you've got this vision for your life, if you feel like your life experience could be better, more joyful, more peaceful, more purposeful, but you don't know how to get there, then you're in the right place because that's what I do. I help you to create your abundant loving life by teaching you the mindsets, the habits, the tools, the perspectives so that you can forge your own abundant loving life. So thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Brand new episodes of the podcast come out every single Tuesday. So tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. And if you're brand new to the show, then welcome. I'm happy that you're here. And I want you to know that I got a lot of episodes in the back catalog. I've been producing this show every single week for five years. So there's a lot of content. I've covered so many different topics. So whatever it is you're going through, I probably have something that can that that can relate that you can relate to. So go back, check out the catalog. And lastly, my big request for you is to hit subscribe on whatever app you are tuning into the podcast from right now. And if you can, leave me a rating and review on the app. I love feedback. I really thrive off feedback. That's what I'll be talking to you all about today for today's big topic. And if you want to reach out to me directly and give me some feedback or maybe offer some episode suggestions or if you want me to give you feedback and just some perspective on something you're struggling in in life right now, then you can reach out to me in two ways. First is my email address, Matthew at MatthewBivens.com. And the second is my Instagram. I'm at Matthew underscore Bivens. All right. So for today's conversation, I'm sharing with you my most recent epic challenge. And I'm going to talk to you about what an epic challenge is because it's a very specific thing. I'm going to give you some context around what has been coming up for me that's been giving me those gray hairs and just creating some frustration and feelings of stuckness in my life. And I'm going to talk to you about the feedback I received and how I moved through it. So this one's going to be really cool. I, I always like peeling back the layers on myself and showing you all that the process to having it all and living an abundant loving life is not it's not this pretty path like you got to go through the muck you got to deal with some stuff you got to face some things and so i don't want to sugarcoat anything on this podcast 
And that's one of the things that makes these conversations unique is that here it's very raw. It's very, I, I, I'm always trying to be very vulnerable and transparent and honest with you uh, because I really believe that we need more of these just truly transparent conversations out there in the world, you know? And so that's what I'm committed to putting out and bringing to you. So it's going to be an amazing conversation today. And just as a forewarning, I'm most likely going to be using some very colorful language as I describe how I was feeling in the face of my epic challenge. So you may not want to listen to this episode with some young ears around and uh, you get to make that choice. Just put it out there. All right, let's kick things off with some magic. I love, love, love talking about magic and magical moments at the top of every episode because it's a reminder for me and it's a reminder for you of what's really important. So magical moments are when we influence ourselves, others, or life in an empowering way. And every single one of us is creating these magical moments. We are all creating these magical moments, yet you're not capturing them. You're not reflecting on them. And if you aren't doing that, you're missing it. And again, I always like to use the analogy. It's like a muscle. You know, you go to the gym and you work on some muscles, but if you neglect other muscles, they atrophy and you get weak in that area. And so if you aren't reflecting on magic, then you start to not believe in that you're capable of creating and influencing amazing things in your life. You start to think that things are just happening randomly and by luck, you know, that you're lucky or that you're unlucky. You start to look at other people's lives and just wish that you had what they had because you don't think that you can create it yourself. That's what happens when you don't reflect on magic. That's what happens when you don't pause and take a step back and just think of all the amazing things that, that you do and that you influence and all the amazing things that you have in your life. So that's what this space is for right now. I'm going to share a piece of magic from my life and then I want you to hit pause, reflect on a piece from your life, and then you can resume listening. So my magic happened last night as I was sitting down at the dinner table with Sarah and Maya. It's my wife and my daughter. And one of the things that I, I like to do in other areas of my life is get feedback. You know, I want to hear how people are experiencing me. I want to see myself through their eyes because it helps me to, to know where I need to adjust. It helps me to see where my blind spots are and, you know, see things that I might be missing. So I asked Maya yesterday for a little bit of feedback. I said, Maya Joe, her middle name is Josephine. And so my, one of my nicknames for her is Maya Joe. I said, Maya Joe, can you tell daddy What's one thing you'd like to see me do more of? And then I paused and I just let her talk. She said, mm. she thinks for a moment, mm. I would like more playtime with you and more wrestling. I said, oh, okay, more playtime, more wrestling. Got it. And Maya Joe, what would you like to see daddy do less of? And so she sat there and thought, mm. less working, specifically less working on the computer. <laughs> And she said, let's going to the gym. And I laughed at that last comment. And I said, you know, Maya, I go to the gym so that when we wrestle, I can pick you up and throw you around. I go to the gym to stay strong and healthy. She's like, okay, you can do that one, but less working on the computer. So I, I really took a lot from that conversation because again, you know, Maya's four and a half years old and I have my own belief as to how I engage with her and what she sees, you know, in me and how she experiences me. But my my understanding of that may not be fully accurate. My picture may not be fully accurate. So 
I really wanted to know, like, what do you see, you know, from, from daddy? And what would you like more of and less of? And so it was really beautiful because what I got from it is that, you know, the more playtime, like Maya loves to play. She always wants to play family. She wants to play house. She wants to play outside. And I, I do know that at sometimes I just may not be in that space. And I might be, my mind typically is, is on something else like work projects, like my, you know, the podcast or different things that I'm working on. And so I may not be super present. And even if I'm there physically with her, I might be mentally elsewhere. Or even if I am playing with her, I might be thinking about what I'm going to do after I'm done playing. So, you know, she wants more playtime with me and more wrestling. And that's one of the things that's really fun about our relationship is we love to wrestle. And she's a tough kiddo. And a big part of that is because, you know, I, I wrestle her tough. <laughs> I wrestle her hard. And, and she, you know, she's, she's gotten this grit about her. And now she really enjoys it. She likes that physical play. So I, I kind of like took that and put it in my back pocket. Like, okay, you know, how, how can I create more play opportunities with Maya? How can I improve the quality of the playtime I do have with Maya? And specifically, she likes to wrestle. So how can I offer up more opportunities for wrestling? And then the other feedback of what does she want less of me, you know, is less working on the computer. And we have this big office in our home. And I've got my computer with my monitors and my podcast equipment and everything and so when Maya's home sometimes she comes in the office and I'm in here doing stuff and so I would I now want to be very mindful of the time I spend working when she's at home and she's not at school right because she goes to school like three and a half days a week so on those days that she comes home it's like five o'clock or whatever and she's home I, I want to be more mindful of when I'm spending that time behind the computer and really, when I'm engaging in anything other than like that family quality time, because I'm a big family quality time guy. So overall, it was just a really cool experience to ask my four and a half year old daughter how she experiences me and what she would like to see more of or less of than me. And, you know, I recommend you all do that in your life as well. It can be with your, your kids. It can be with your significant other. It could be with your friends. It could be with your family. It could be with your coworkers. Ask for feedback. Ask for feedback and try to get an understanding of how they view you, right? how they see you through their eyes. Because again, we all believe that we are a certain way, and yet that may not necessarily be how other people experience us. And I'm going to talk more about that when I get into the, the, the main topic for today. But overall, see where you can be thinking about receiving some feedback. So that's my magical moment for today. And now I, I suggest, offer up, encourage you to hit pause, like actually pause the episode and reflect on one magical moment in your life. What's one way that you've influenced yourself, others, or life in an empowering way? It can be big, it can be small, it all counts. So do that now. And then we're going to jump over to listener love. And I really do appreciate you listening. I mean, that's really what this, this portion of the conversation is all about. It's like, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you taking that risk on the very first episode you listened to. I appreciate you coming back again and again and again and just supporting the show and supporting the, the cause and the mission of believing that we all can have it all. So thank you, thank you so much for that. And today I want to give a specific shout out to Chelsea. What's up, Chelsea? Thank you so much for the email. I love it. I, I really enjoyed hearing what you got out of the podcast. And thank you, Chelsea, for being a listener for so long. That's super, super cool. 
And I really love the fact, Chelsea, that you dig on the episodes where I talk about Seven Habits because you know that that book has been so huge for me over the years. And, you know, I know that other people read it as well. So knowing that you're out there digesting that great information, Chelsea, is super cool. And, you know, I, I hope that those episodes that I've done where I reference Seven Habits either directly, like a topic directly about Seven Habits or just indirectly, because I talk about that book all the time. I really hope that those conversations have helped you to get more juice from that book because that thing is damn juicy. And sometimes it's kind of dense. Like that's what my experience with it. Sometimes that book has been dense. And so to have conversations, to listen in on conversations, it's helped me to extract more awesome stuff from that book. So my hope and intention is that you have been able to do the same. So Chelsea, once again, thank you for taking the time out of your day and out of your life to just reach out and connect with me. And uh, yeah, appreciate you. If you want to be like Chelsea and get in touch with me, you can once again hit me up in two ways. My email address is matthew at matthewbivens.com. And my Instagram is at matthew underscore Bivens. And you can shoot me a DM. I love receiving like voice notes, videos, just traditional messages, all of it. It's cool. I'm really about connecting. You know, I love connecting with people. I love building relationships. And uh, yeah, so ever since day one on this podcast, I've been giving you all my my personal contact info. And I when you reach out to me, I reach out back. So yeah, if you want to connect, go ahead and do so. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let's get into today's big topic. We're talking about an epic challenge of control, scarcity, and doubt. And so there's a few things I want to accomplish in this episode, in this conversation right now. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about what an epic challenge is and the the context around how to understand your epic challenge, because every single one of us has some sort of epic challenge that we're working on. Then I'm going to share with you my most recent epic challenge. I'm going to share with you the feedback that I received on it and how I moved with that feedback. And then lastly, I'm going to have some specific takeaways for you um, that you can chew on after your complete listening to this. Because what's really cool about an epic challenge is that by listening to one person flow through their epic challenge, you end up seeing yourself in a lot of ways. And there ends up being a lot of takeaways for you individually as you're listening to someone else's epic challenge. And I'll talk about that in a second. So let's kick it off with just some understanding of what an epic challenge is. So the whole idea of an epic challenge, um, it, it, it happens in within the context of 
the COI Circle of Influence, which is a small accountability group that uh, I lead. So the COI Circle of Influence group is part of the bigger Your Day Balance game. And just a quick background on Your Day Balance game, it's this really badass health and fitness uh, modality. It's all about health, fitness, love, and balance. And within Your Day Balance game, there's the um, the the perspective that your your health and your wellness can be broken down into three different dimensions, your fitness, your lifestyle, and your consciousness. And so within the YDBG, there are ways to assess and measure each one of those dimensions. There's a way to assess and measure your fitness. You've heard me talk about that with the game day. There's a way to assess and measure your lifestyle. And you've heard me talk about that as well with the balance chart app. And then lastly, there's a way to assess and measure your consciousness. And that happens within a COI, Circle of Influence. So the actual structure of a COI is seven people that come together weekly to talk about their goals in life, what they're playing for in life, how they can become a greater version of themselves, the big areas that are keeping them stuck, their big fears, those things in those areas that need healing, and overall accountability. And a COI has been a truly transformational space for me. Um, I've been a part of a COI for five years, sitting in one as a participant for three years and now leading one for two years. And so what one of the things that we do in the COI is every week, one person shares their epic challenge. And the whole idea of an epic challenge is it's, a, it's an area in your life where right now you are feeling stuck, right? You want to create a different experience, but you're feeling stuck and you're having a really hard time creating a different experience. It's kind of like if you keep bumping your head up against something, like hitting a wall again and again and again, and you really want to get around this wall, but you just don't know how, but you keep on hitting it and you're not really enjoying that experience. So that's the idea of an epic challenge. And like I said, everybody has one. You've got an epic challenge right now, something that, that you're struggling with that, quite frankly, you need some, some assistance on. You need some outside perspective. And so that's what the COI offers. So one week, you know, every week, a person's, we, we, we talk about one person's epic challenge, and the group, the other six of us, help that person to really get down to the essence, the essence of what is going on. Because here's the, the, the thing that happens. As someone starts sharing initially, they start sharing about their epic challenge, they're hanging out up in the surface, right? It's like, oh, my boss is a jerk or, you know, oh, this and that. And what we do collectively as a group is we help them really drill down to what's truly going on, right? Because your epic challenge might start off as my boss is a jerk, but what's really going on is you don't feel worthy. And as a result of not feeling worthy, all these other things happen. So the, the process is really about, and I'm going to take a page from Seven Habits, it's about seeking to understand before being understood. So seeking to understand what that person is really going through, you know, how and why they're feeling what they're feeling before you then give them the feedback and the advice as to how to move through it. And so what you're trying to do in Epic Challenge is get down to the essence. Get to the essence. It's like, you know, going to the doctor with some ailment that you've been having for a long, 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 long time, you know, many months or years. If the doctor is just treating the surface symptoms, you're never going to get to the root 
of what's really going on and you're never going to be able to treat what's really going on. Same exact thing in Epic Challenge. So that's what it is in a nutshell. And so, again, every week in our COI, we just rotate. And it goes around the circle, goes around the circle. So a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month or two now, it was my Epic Challenge. And I, I was really excited to actually get into it and share it with the group because I was not enjoying the experience that I was having. And I wanted to get unstuck. So I actually kicked off our meeting by just diving right into my Epic Challenge and saying, hey, I want to get this off my chest, y'all. Can I get some help? So a little bit of context around my last Epic Challenge. So if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, then you may not know that my wife and I, we also host another podcast. It's called Doing It at Home. And our daughter Maya was born at home. We did a home birth. And from that experience, we created this whole brand called Doing It at Home with a podcast, a huge Facebook group, a, an amazing newsletter. And all of it is around helping home birth families to feel like they can be successful with their home birth. Several years ago, Sarah wrote a book. She wrote this book about how to do it at home, taking you through sort of the physical, the metaphysical, all sorts of really cool things around creating the space environment internally and externally for home birth. So she worked on the book for several years, and then I took it over and I worked on getting it published. And we're self-publishing. And that book turned into a lot more. It turned into an audiobook and a workbook. It turned into some videos. It turned into some other cool things. And all of a sudden, we've got this big product, this product with eight individual uh, components to it. So overall, we've been working on this big old product for two and a half years. And we finally put a date on the calendar as to when we wanted to launch it. We circled the calendar. We're like, boom, this thing is going out. I think it was like March 1st. So a lot of hard work. As soon as we, you know, in life, as soon as you put something on the calendar, like all the gears go into motion. So we put it on the calendar and then everything went into motion to get the book published, to get graphic design, to get formatting, to get our videos edited, to get our online software set up. Like a lot of stuff went into motion and we hired a team of people. So I had some people working on editing. I had some people working on graphic design. I had some people working on website backend stuff, you know, all, all these different things. And our launch date was going to be a Monday and we were going to go out of town on a vacation that Wednesday. So not only do we have like the, the excitement of this launch, but honestly, I was really excited about making money while we were on vacation. You know, I'm like, we're about to launch this product. It's going to go out on a Monday. Two days later, we're going to be on vacation at the beach. I can't wait to open up my phone and see all these sales coming through while I'm sitting there chilling on the beach, right? Like that was my, that was my, um, my, my dream, my vision for it all. So that's a little bit of the context. Now, as we got closer to that launch date, things started to not go as planned. As that happens with a lot of projects. So the deliverables as they were being delivered to me just wasn't meeting my quality standard. And pieces of this over there were kind of breaking and things over here weren't going so well. And so I started to get frustrated. I started to get real frustrated, um, especially when it came to Sarah's book. You know, she spent so much time on this book and I really wanted to deliver a stellar product to her. And that piece just wasn't coming together. The graphics of it, the formatting of it, it just wasn't coming together. And I was getting frustrated, <clears throat> excuse me, I was getting frustrated 
with the team that we we brought on to do this. And as we got closer and closer and closer to the launch date, my frustration went higher and higher and higher. My patience went down and down and down. Stress went up. It just kind of created this real big soup to where I was not enjoying the experience of this anymore. You know, like we're about to put something amazing out in the world. I want to enjoy the process of it. But here I am getting angry, feeling, you know, just wanting like I wanted to take everything over. My my trust in the team was starting to go down. And I've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years. And through that process, you know, I've done a lot of different things. And one of the things that I really love about myself is that I can figure shit out. I can figure shit out. I'm very, very resourceful. If there's a problem or an obstacle, I find my way around it. And as a result, I've gathered a lot of knowledge and a lot of skill sets over the last 10 years, whether it's editing, recording, graphic design, website design, like so many online digital things, I can do very, very well. What that created was this 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 aspect of myself as I'm managing this project, this little voice in my head that says, you need to take this over because you can do it better. Just take it over. You can do it better. You know how to do it. You understand the tools they're using. You know your vision. I know you hired this team, Matthew, but just take it back and you do it yourself. And so that conversation is going on in my head. And you can probably, right now, you could probably, probably say to yourself, oh, wow, there's a trust thing going on. And absolutely. I was having low trust in, and this is, again, surface level stuff, the low trust in the people that I brought on. That's kind of where I'm getting fixated. I can't trust you. You aren't delivering. The communication's not great. I'm frustrated with the the overall process. I'm not liking what you're giving me. The due date's coming up. You guys are going to screw up this whole entire launch. It's Sarah's baby. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to do something. I'm going to like jump in here and get Yang all over the place, get real fiery. And that is what I brought to my COI. Okay, so that's all the stuff that was going on as I stepped into COI that day and said, hey, everybody, can we dig into my epic challenge? So I come into the meeting and I ask them, can we just jump right in? And I shared with them a lot of what I just shared with you. You know, they understood that we were working on this project. And I just talked to them how, like, guys, I'm feeling tired. Like, at this point, I'm feeling tired. We've been working on this for years. We've been seeing this this launch date on the calendar for months and been doing a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, little sleep for weeks on end. Like, I'm just tired. You know, and then I brought to them, like, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. You know, I paid a lot of money to these people and I'm not getting results, right? And again, this little voice of just take it over, like that little voice is kicking in. And that voice doesn't feel good to me because I don't want to take it over. I don't want to add more to my plate. I already got a lot enough on my plate. But that that idea is, is popping up in my head. And I was also feeling feelings of familiarity because... I had, I had created situations like this in the past. This wasn't the first time. This is, this is a pattern that I was now developing where I bring somebody on, train them on what they need to do, give them the autonomy, sit back, become impatient, start to doubt, and then take it all back from them. 
I've done that before. So frustrations are, you know, there. I share with our group that I, you know, I'm feeling deflated. It doesn't look like we're going to hit our goal. That's frustrating me. I'm feeling kind of like the wind is out of my sails. And again, not feeling like I'm trusting. And then I was feeling very forceful. And I don't like feeling forceful. You know, force for me is like, let me take this back. I'll do it all myself. I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to carry this football across the line. I don't care what any what everybody says. Like, I don't care what's in my way. So those are all the things that I shared with my group. And then the epic challenge feedback process begins. And so like I said, we, we work on seeking to understand before being understood. So they're trying to get down to the essence. All right? They're hearing me that I'm frustrated with this, that I'm tired about that, that I'm feeling this over there. But they're really trying to like drill down and get to the heart of what's going on. And one of the questions that they asked me was so great. Somebody asked me, okay, Matthew, in this process over the last several months that you had the launch date, when in this process did you stop listening to your intuition? And they asked that question. I was like, oh, shit. Because I knew that I stopped listening to my intuition the moment that I hired this design team. I stopped listening to my intuition from the beginning. So I knew that I was rushing the, this book design project. I knew it. I had the, 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 the date on the calendar for launch, and I waited and waited and waited way too late to hire this team. So I knew from the beginning that I was automatically coming into this engagement with them with an energy of urgency and scarcity. And I was also entering into this with a strong attachment, an attachment to that launch date. And as a result, I was being very rigid. I knew that what I wanted was above the team, meaning the, the, the end result that I wanted was a little bit greater than what this team was capable of based off of the examples of their work that I had seen. Like I knew that. But I kind of said to myself, eh, it'll be all right. So when I was asked that question of why, when did you stop listening to your intuition? You know, my answer was immediately. And that right there, that right there signals not trusting myself. Right? So here I am saying that I can't trust the team I brought on when in reality, the first area of not trusting was not trusting my own intuition. Because my own intuition would have said, Matthew, do not try to rush this project and get it done in a matter of weeks. Don't do that. Intuition was saying, you need to push that, that launch date back. But ego was saying, hell with that. I'm not pushing that launch date back. Are you kidding me? We're just going to get this shit done. I'm just going to bring them up. If they said they can do it, then I'm going to push them. I'm going to keep a fire under their ass to get it done. Right? And so that's, like, again, I love this process of the epic challenge because I never would have connected those dots myself. So that was one of the first questions that hit me like, boom, wow, I wasn't even listening to my own intuition. I wasn't even trusting that little voice inside of me that was saying, hey, man, this is not the most powerful way to do this. You don't want to jump into this process and try to rush it. You know, and I just didn't listen. And so, yeah, of course, there's a lack of trust. But really, the trust, the lack of trust was within myself. So that was one of my first takeaways that I was like, man, I'm glad I brought this to my group. 
one of the second things that they asked me that was a big takeaway is, you know, they asked me, where are you not taking responsibility for how you co-created this whole situation? And I was like, dang, okay. Again, <laughs> again, you guys are, you know, you're sharing with me things that are resonating because I wasn't owning, again, I wasn't owning the fact that I brought this hurried, rushed, scarce, rigid energy into the project from the get-go. And that all of that energy I was bringing in was impacting my expectations. It was impacting the pace of work. And it was ultimately impacting the quality. So I really initially wasn't owning the fact that, you know, it was it was me. Like, I have a responsibility as to how this project has turned out. They do as well. The other team does as well. And I, and I acknowledge that. And they actually acknowledge that, which was pretty cool. You know, they acknowledge the fact that, hey, we said yes to a project that typically would take us twice the amount of time than what was allotted. So there is you know, co-creation, like there's multiple parties responsible. And all that I can do is own the areas that I am responsible for. And I wasn't doing that. I was frustrated with them. I was frustrated with the design team. Why do you keep sending me the stuff when I ask for these edits? Where's the communication? Why do you keep missing deadlines? Like I'm frustrated with them failing to see how I help to create the results that they're delivering to me. So that was a great additional piece of feedback from my COI because it reminds me of for every choice, there's a consequence. That's a principle, by the way. A principle is a universal truth. You cannot escape the principle that for every choice, there's a consequence. When you misalign with that, life's going to be rough. If you don't believe that your choices ripple, then life's going to be challenging for you. If you align with it, then you unlock the power of responsibility. You can take responsibility for things if you recognize that every choice you make has a consequence. And I wasn't doing that. So my COI gave me the feedback of, hey man, you are out of misalignment with one of those core principles. Because if you were in alignment with that, then you'd understand that the results you're getting are coming because of the choices that you made in, in kicking off this project with such a short time frame, with being so attached to the date, with being so rigid, that's that's a consequence. You made that choice, and here's a consequence. You get the results you get. So I appreciated my COI feedback for helping me to realign with that principle. Another great question that was posed to me from my group was, you know, are you willing to risk making mistakes by rushing to meet this deadline? Right? Because rushing to meet an unrealistic deadline, you know, me gets you puts you in this place where now you're pushing the team and you're pushing everybody to move forward and you're pushing from a place of scarcity you know and and oftentimes that results in mistakes being made and like a mistake that that is present in the work and it just gets missed in an effort to get everything done so the mistakes get missed and then I see them or in more 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 accurately I miss the mistakes you know we all miss the mistakes but the customer sees it Right. And so the question was asked to me, like, are you willing to make that happen? And my answer to that was, no, I don't want that to happen. I don't want to that, that to happen. I'd rather do it right. I'd rather do it fully, properly from the first time than have to clean up a whole bunch of just dumb mistakes after the fact that really make the product seem rushed to market and, and make us, Sarah and I, seem like amateurs. And I was missing that. 
again, so attached on this due date, so attached on this launch date that there was mistakes that were that were in the work that I was missing, that the other team was missing, but the customer wasn't. And all those things were going to speak, you know, they were going to communicate to the customer. And I was just totally missing that. I wasn't even thinking about that um, as, as a consequence of rushing. And so ultimately, that feedback, as we got down to the essence, you know, it, it really came down to control, to scarcity, and to trust. And my group really helped me see that I, at times, have, I won't say an issue, but uh, at times, I, I get very forceful and I want to control things. I want to control things outside of myself particularly when things within me are feeling a little bit rocky, then I want to try to control others even more. So in this case, if I'm feeling very attached and I'm feeling very rigid to like this, this launch date because of all the things, all the meaning that I'm surrounding it with, I'm making it mean a whole lot, then I'm going to try to control a lot of those things external to me so that I can ultimately have the feeling that I want. But we can't control things around us. I can't control anybody other than myself. And if I'm at this in this moment of this epic challenge and having a really hard time even controlling my emotions, then how the heck am I ever going to believe that I can control other people? I can't even control myself. And so my group helped me see that. And it helped me get back into focusing on the things that I do have influence over. And that's who I'm being and how I'm showing up. I can control whether or not I'm aligning with principle. For example, every choice is a consequence. I have a choice. I have control over whether or not I align with that or whether I don't. I have control over how I deal with stress. Do I just push through and try to force shit to happen, or do I take a step back and assess the situation and look at it from a more objective point of view? I have control over that. And what I was doing throughout a lot of this, the past several months leading up to that launch date is I was giving up my control all over the place because I wanted to force things, because I was feeling very scarce, because of all sorts of different things. So they helped me see that control issue. They also helped me see the scarcity. In this case, it was scarcity of time. Not enough time, not enough time. Gotta rush, gotta rush, gotta do more, gotta do more, gotta do better, gotta do better. Time, 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 time. When what's funny is we picked an arbitrary date to launch. That, that date didn't have any meaning to us. We just circled it on the calendar and said, let's launch at that point. But that strong attachment to it, that, that choice that for me to not be flexible around it and to allow that date to move and evolve with as I'm seeing things shifting with the project, it just heightened the scarcity. And scarcity has been an epic challenge of mine for months and years. It typically centers around three areas. Time scarcity, feeling like there's not enough time to accomplish all the things I want to accomplish. Energetic scarcity, I also call that bandwidth, feeling like more is being asked of me than I'm capable of responding to. And then financial scarcity, feeling like I don't have the ability to generate or attract the finances to finance my lifestyle. So those have been epic challenges for me for a long time. And what's been great about being in this COI is they've helped me work on it. They've helped me work on the time, the energy, the money scarcity. And I've seen huge shifts in those areas. And so 
what was coming up in this most recent epic challenge is a little bit of that stuff that was in there, that, that scarcity stuff that's still swirling around that I hadn't quite addressed. It was showing up big time. And then lastly, that, that, that thing that they helped me see was that trust, you know, and again, I have, I have created multiple times over the past, these situations where I'm not trusting the people that I've brought in to help us reach our goals. And they helped, my group helped me see that it was boiling down to not trusting myself, not trusting my intuition when it spoke to me, wanting to disregard it. No, 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 no. You're not, you're not accurate intuition. This is what I want. I want what I want and I'm going to get what I want. To hell with what you say, little inner voice, right? Not trusting that. And I'll tell you, so many things go, go south when you cannot trust yourself, when you don't trust your own inner voice. A lot of suffering happens. A lot of frustration happens. A lot of victim mentality happens when you choose not to trust yourself and when you don't work on trusting that intuition. So I'm grateful that my, my group helped me to see that because once they helped shine light on all these areas, it clicked. I got it. I was like, shit. Okay, cool. So what next? So after we give feedback and we get to the essence of what's going on in Epic Challenge, then we move into giving suggestions as to how we can move through this Epic Challenge to create a different experience. And we call these suggestions art forms, A-R-T. We want to give suggestions on these different art form habits, right? A habit can be an action. A habit can be a relationship, how you feel about something. And a habit can also be a thought. So we give these suggested art forms for how the individual can move through their epic challenge. So my team gave me some art forms. And I'm going to share with you the one art form that was given to me that as soon as they said it, I felt so resistant. And that's how I knew that that's what I needed to do. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So collectively, like two or three of them said, you know what our art form is? You need to move your launch date and you need to go back to that designer and see if they'll finish the project. And I'll tell you, <laughs> as soon as they said that, I had so many different feelings come up. And what was cool is I shared with my group exactly what I, what, what I was feeling in that moment. So I sat down, I wrote this down because I wanted to get this right for you all. This is sort of what I was feeling as soon as they said, hey, push that launch date back and go back to the designer. I was like, fuck that. I am not moving this date. 
I am not moving this launch date. We picked this date. We circled it on the calendar. We worked so hard to meet this date, and we are close. I know that I'm going to have to hustle. I know I'm going to have to hustle. Actually, we had already missed the launch date because the launch date was a Monday, and this COI was on a Tuesday. But I was like, fuck it. I'm still going to make this happen because we're going out of town tomorrow on Wednesday, and if I pull an all-nighter tonight, I can get it done. There's nothing that's going to move me off this launch date. So, and that's what I expressed to them. I told them, guys, this is what's coming up for me as you give me that feedback. You know, and again, I wanted to be fully transparent and just give them my raw thoughts. And I, I wasn't planting my feet firm and saying and telling them I'm not going to move. I was just expressing to them what feelings were coming up. Another feeling that came up was this feeling of like, there's no way I'm going back to this design team and asking them to resume the project. Oh, because that's a detail I forgot to tell you. <laughs> as, as I got to a breaking point with the design team where I told them, okay, you guys are done. The book is not complete yet, but I don't care. I'm taking this project back. So thank you for all your hard work. I appreciate you. You've already been paid, but we are complete. So I had done that, I think, a day before my COI. I had, I had essentially fired the design team, and it, it did not feel great within me. You know, like I felt like, okay, cool. I'm going to get the quality that I want now because I'm going to do it myself. But being that forceful and that fiery, like that's just not me. And so it didn't feel great. So that's where the feedback of you need to go back to the design team and see if they'll finish the project. So as soon as my group gave me that feedback, I'm like, no, nah, I can't go back to them. I'll, I'll, I'll feel like a chump. I'll feel like you know, the dog that goes, that walks back with a tail between its legs. And it just would feel like a, 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 a big hit to my pride. That's what it was. Like my, I was being prideful and I didn't want to go back and say, Hey, listen, you know, I, I was being forceful and I was attached to this date, yada, yada, yada. So when my group gave me that art form, I was like, nah, going back to that, that design team, that just sounds too uncomfortable. I don't want to own it and have that uncomfortable conversation. I also was feeling very rigid. You know, I didn't want to take the feedback. These are six people, or our group is actually, it's six of us total. So these are five people who love me and are supporting me and see me a specific way and, and want and are giving me feedback like, hey, if you want to move through this epic challenge, here's what we suggest. You know, you don't have to do it, but here's our suggestion. And I was just feeling rigid. Like, I don't want to take your feedback. I, I believe I can figure out another way around this to get what I want rather than surrendering to the feedback. So those are the feelings that came up. And for me, one of my, I like to say one of my superpowers is that when I'm presented with some big feedback like that, I have the ability to surrender to it pretty quickly. You know, I've, I've been intentional about that over the years. And that's helped me to grow and heal and transform my life in some amazing ways is to seek out the feedback, humble myself, receive the feedback and surrender to it. So after I shared with my group all that stuff that was coming up, I, I gave myself the space, a tiny, tiny little space, like a little teeny crack in the door. But I gave myself a little bit of space to wear the feedback on and to wear on the suggestions. And to just consider what would it be like to be open to these ideas. And the truth was, what they were sharing with me 
it resonated. It, it, it ultimately resonated. I thought, you know what? If we push this launch date back, I'll probably feel a little bit lighter. I'll probably feel like I have the proper amount of time and energy and I can put my attention and focus on this in the way that I want to accomplish my vision for this because I see it being so awesome. And if you push this launch date back, I'm going to be able to, along with my team, create, you know, see this vision come to fulfillment. And I also allow myself to to see myself having that conversation with the design team. As uncomfortable as it might be to go back to them and say, hey, listen, guys and girls, I, I was being forceful and pretty attached. And, you know, what would it look like to come back on board? Like, I, I allow myself to, to, to experience that. And it honestly felt great because I did not want to take the design project and put it on my plate. I had so many other things I was doing. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to take the project over. I I wanted them to do what I believe they're capable of. So I got to see, and throughout this whole CUI Epic Challenge process, I got to see my ego playing out right there in front of me. I got to see all these justifications. I got to hear all these justifications come up, all these excuses for my own stubbornness and my own rigidity. And what was really helpful was actually like vocalizing it, you know, actually saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling and this is what's coming up for me in this moment. I'm not saying this is how it's going to be, but right now in this moment, I'm thinking to myself, no, fuck that. I'm not going to push this launch date. Or no, there's no way I'm going to go back to these designers and have a conference. No, that, this is how I'm feeling, right? So it really helped me to vocalize that stuff, you know, because I got to hear with my own ears how I was dancing around this thing, how I was rationalizing and, and justifying and making excuses rather than surrendering. And all of that helped me to just crack open that door a little bit to wear on by wear on I mean uh, to to see myself surrendering to their feedback to see myself pushing the launch date to see myself having that conversation and so I want to share you all what happened as a result of my epic challenge so as I started to wrap my mind around the the reality of pushing back the launch date and having conversations with the design team and all that, you know, and humbling myself, I started to get on board with it. And then I said, you know what? Yes. Cool. I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in for this feedback. I'm going to receive and surrender fully to your, all your feedback because I trust you. You all are part of my, my life team. You all are in my corner. And if this is what you're telling me and this is what you're seeing, then I trust you. And I also trust myself. I trust myself that I would attract some incredible people like you to give me this loving, straight-up feedback. So I'm trusting you and I'm trusting me. And I said, I'm, I'm all in for this, for this. Let's do it. So they were like, okay, call Sarah right now and share with her how you feel about the launch date. So I pulled out my phone. I called Sarah. She was asleep by this point because it was late in the night. But So I just texted her, hey, love, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing for us. 
And I went, after our meeting wrapped, I went to the car and I emailed our designer right then. You know, it was like 12 o'clock or one o'clock or something. And I emailed her and I was like, hey, listen, can we have a conversation in the morning? Um, I want to share with you some things that have come up for me, some realizations that I have had uh, around this book project. So can you talk? And she called me that next morning and we had a really beautiful conversation and I just owned, I owned it. Like I owned how I had created this experience by being rigid, by being attached to the launch date, by having this scarcity, by not trusting her and not trusting myself. I just owned how I had brought all that energy into the project and how that had contributed to getting the result that we got. And I asked her, you know, I said, would you and your team be willing to come back on board to resume this project? And if you have 10 additional days, can you all deliver the product that meets your quality of standard, your standard of quality? And she said, absolutely, yes. We would love the chance to come back on board to resume working with you and to really finish this project the way that we know we can. So that's what we did. I pushed the launch date back to, I think maybe even three weeks. The design team came back on board. They continued doing their work. The rest of our team now had two or three more weeks to do what they needed to do. And Sarah, Maya, and I went on vacation. <laughs> we went on vacation and we enjoyed the hell out of it. And I felt so present. I felt so light. I felt humbled. I felt like there had been some growth within me. I felt very grateful for my COI and my accountability structures and the accountability people that I've brought into my life to help me see my blind spots and help me get over myself. And we ended up having a tremendous trip. When we got back, the book was done. It was totally done. All those little mistakes and things I was finding, they were all cleaned up. Like, it was perfect. And it just, it worked out so, so well. And I'm very, very grateful to have my COI, this space of people who helped me to work through these things. And I'm really grateful for this concept of the epic challenge you know as a space to be able to present and process these things in these areas in my life where I'm feeling stuck right and so I had a, a realization a little while after returning from vacation I thought wow you know what if we had done this launch right before our vacation like the original launch date if we had done that then I would probably be having to field some customer service questions. I'd probably be having to to field like customer requests and different things while we were on the trip because we don't we don't have that person on our team yet, a person to handle and like manage all that stuff. It's Sarah and myself. I was like, dang, if we had actually done that, I'd be sitting out there, you know, on the beach, but I'd be I would be thinking about the 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 user who can't log into the account. Or I'd be thinking about the person who wants the refund. Or I'd be thinking about whatever it is. I'm like, wow, I would not have been present. I just wouldn't have been able to fully be present with you and Maya had we done that. And so it was a really great realization that I had after the fact. And again, made me so grateful for the space to be able to process my epic challenge. And then honestly, I'm grateful for my own humility I know that may not sound very humble, but I'm very grateful for my own humility because 
I have not been that type of humble person way in the past where someone would give me a suggestion and I'd just be like, nah, nah I'm not going to do that. Or I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow myself to see myself in the, in the truth. Like I wouldn't see that truth of me being scarce or me not trusting myself. I just, I'd just be in denial. I'd be in denial and I'd be trying to manipulate and figure out my way to get around it. So I ended up being very grateful for the intentional practice that I've put in over the years to receive and surrender to healthy feedback because I didn't always do that. I didn't want to hear feedback in the past and I certainly didn't want to surrender to it and take the actions that were suggested. So I became grateful for that because that by me doing that, it really opened up this whole possibility of, you know, these magical moments to be able to happen, to feel lighter on my vacation, to, to see the project get completed by the other team, to not do it myself, to just trust. All those amazing things happened from just surrendering to that feedback. So that was my epic challenge. And, oh, there's so many great takeaways. I'm sure you've got a couple of takeaways of yourself right now. And again, what's beautiful about hearing someone describe their epic challenge is that there's something in it for you. There's something in what I just shared that you could relate to because you've been through it or you're going through it, that you agreed with because you've said it or done it yourself, or that you felt uncomfortable with. Something that I did or said maybe triggered you, and that right there is your clue as to an area of opportunity for yourself. So really, I want you to reflect as you're, after you complete this episode, like what are your personal takeaways from it? Because there's something in it for you. There's some opportunity for leveling yourself up. Maybe it's in humility. Maybe it's in trusting yourself more. Maybe it's in you know your own accountability that you're not listening to. Whatever it is, there's something in it for you. And I want to share three big takeaways that I want to give you in addition to whatever you come up with for yourself. Three big takeaways is, first of all, ask yourself, where are you trying to control things? Where are you trying to control things outside of yourself? And as a result, you're suffering and you're not really enjoying the experience. Where are you trying? Where are you not trusting? Where are you not trusting yourself? Where are you not trusting those people that you've asked and invited into your life to tell you like it is, to give you straight up feedback? Where are you not trusting? Where are you doubting? And where are you feeling like you've you got to do it all yourself? I got to do it all myself. I got to, you know, make all this money myself, raise all these kids myself, finish this project myself. Where are you doing that? And is it true? Or are you just making it true? Next takeaway is, are you listening to feedback? Are you actually receiving and surrendering to feedback that's being offered to you? And feedback comes in a, in a number of different forms. Feedback comes from trusted people. Maybe it's a coach, a mentor, an advisor, somebody that you look up to. You know, it, it, feedback can come from a lot of different sources. Feedback also comes from your body. Where is your body giving you feedback, but you just aren't listening to it? Right? For example, if you eat you know, pizza every night and you always have an upset stomach, but you ignore it and you keep eating pizza, guess what? Your body's giving you feedback. Hey, eating pizza is not good for us. I'm letting you know by telling you your stomach's upset. 
but you're just ignoring it because you want what you want. So where are you not listening to feedback? Feedback also comes in the form of data. Where are you getting data? Maybe you're getting health screenings and you're watching your cholesterol go up and up or your, you know, your, your stress levels keep going up and up and there's data on it, but you're not listening to it. So again, where in your life are you not listening to the feedback that's being delivered to you? And then finally, my last takeaway for you to be thinking about is what is your current epic challenge? What is going on in your life right now where you're feeling stuck, where you keep recreating the same crummy experience over and over and over, but you don't know how to do anything different? You're having a really hard time creating a different experience for yourself. Where is your current epic challenge? And can you really drill down to the essence of it? So all those things are really wonderful things for you to chew on. And I guarantee if you do that, you're going to walk away with something powerful from this episode that's going to help you to create a different experience in your life. Because that's all that we want. We want elevated life experiences. Yet many times there's things that we're doing, things that we're believing, ways that we're relating that are impacting our life experience, right? And, and bringing it down. We want to elevate that experience. So reflect on this. And I would be so interested to hear what has come up for you as a result of this episode. And if you want to reach out to me, you can do it again, Matthew at MatthewBivens.com or Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens. Share with me what came up for you. What could you relate to? What feedback do you have for me? I'm open to your feedback. What feedback can I give to you? What do you feel like is your current epic challenge? So I'm excited because I feel a shift happening. I feel it happening for all of us. So thank you so much for tuning in to the episode with me today. This was a really, really cool conversation. I love sharing with you some of the real things that I go through in my life because, listen, I'm a balanced lifestyle coach and I help people work through these things. And for every one step I advise a client to take, you better believe that I'm taking 10. So I'm going and I'm getting my feedback and I'm humbling myself and I'm surrendering and I'm stepping into uncomfortable situations and I'm having tough conversations and I'm doing all those things on myself 10x that I come here on this podcast and, and recommend you do it. And so sharing my epic challenge is an, ex is an example of that. Like I, I do the things that I offer to you. And you can always trust that on this podcast, if I, if I suggest anything for you, it's because I've done it or I'm doing it. I'm not going to tell you things that I myself am not doing or I don't have any experience with. If there's something like that, I might bring a guest on and they can have a conversation about it. But if it comes out of my mouth as a recommendation or a suggestion, it's, it's because it's something that I myself am walking. And you can always count on that. So thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a really, really fantastic I really, really enjoyed this. And you are awesome. You are amazing. I appreciate you. I love you. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, 
why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% data-approved, Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.